verses 1 through 14. After these things, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porticos. In these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered, waiting for the moving of the waters. For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after the stirring up of the water, stepped in, was made well from whatever disease with which he was afflicted. A man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, Do you wish to get well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your pallet, and walk. Immediately the man became well, and picked up his pallet, and began to walk. Now it was the Sabbath on that day. So the Jews were saying to the man who who was cured, It is the Sabbath, and it is not permissible for you to carry your pallet. But he answered them, He who had made me well, the one who said to me, Pick up your pallet and walk. They asked him, Who is this man who said, pick up your pallet and walk. But the man who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Behold, you have become well. Do not sin any more, so that nothing worse happens to you. Go ahead and stay there in John chapter 5, and we'll come back to that in just a moment. Trying a new headset today, so we're going to try to adjust it a little at a time. So be patient with us today as we get this figured out. Yesterday, actually the last two days, Marianne and I were down in Oklahoma. We were actually in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, My daughter was at a track meet at the University of Oklahoma, God's country, right? God's university, I think. That's what I've been told all my life. And it was kind of funny because as Marianne and I were walking around campus, I kept teasing her. And I said, hey, look, here comes Kyler Murray, right, the Heisman Trophy winner. Here's, there's Kyler Murray's walking down the street. Well, it might be a 65-year-old man. I was just messing with her. Right? So all day I was doing that to her. So about 3 o'clock, it was time for us to leave. And we were driving out of the university and come to a red light. And um, I looked in my rearview mirror. I said, Marianne, get your camera. So she's like, yeah. I said, Kyler Murray's behind us. Yeah, get your camera right now. So I was at a red light. I was going to turn right. He was turning right. He's in a Mercedes Benz. And, um, and, and, and I could have turned, but I didn't. I'm just sitting there, you know, with my, and I was just waiting for her. So she finally got her camera out. And she snapped the picture. Right? He, was in a, he was in a white hoodie. And um, go ahead and go to the next slide. <clears throat> That is Kyler Murray, by the way, but he saw her doing that, and so he put his hand up over his face and was just peeking at her, you know, between his thumb and, and, and index finger. So anyway, we did get to see Kyler Murray, the Heisman Trophy winner from the year 2018-19. So anyway, I will be in the back. If you want to copy this, I'll be selling them for $10. $7.50 for students, Okay. But anyway, that was so funny. He was not going to let her take his picture uh, in the car. Anyway, that has nothing to do with the sermon. (laughs) I just thought that was pretty cool. 
Um, can you go back to the original slide? Um, so over the last several weeks, we have been talking about community and loving one another. And um, small groups, by the way, are rolling right now. They're, they're, they're about to kick off. Um, hopefully next week, several will begin. You'll be hearing more information. And by the way, understand this. This first group of small groups that are kicking off, uh, over time, we're going to be adding more groups until we get to the point where we have um, everybody in a group. Again, last week we talked about that one of the key functions of community and worship is to encourage one another. We want to encourage. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I've been encouraged so far by the prayers, uh, Lord's Supper talk, by the worship. Uh, is, is encouraged me. I want to say thank you. I want to I want thank you for the way that you participated in worship and singing today. That lifts the soul. I want to say thank you for that. In John chapter 5, I think we're going to be introduced to a particular concept that is critical in living in community and worshiping together and being in group. Now, if you listen to to Kyle reading the text to us, you have a situation where in Jerusalem you have this pool that, that many folks would, would, for better or worse, live around this pool. They were the, the invalids, those that couldn't see, the sick. And um, in some of the um, older manuscripts, some of you may have read this, and, and, and that they believed that an angel would come down, stir the water. And when the waters were stirred, it was first man, first person in the pool. First one in gets healed. And, but some of them, like the individual that Jesus is going to encounter here, have been, have been ill for 38 years. They lived at this place hoping that at some point in time, some point in time, it could be the first into the water to be healed. And I want you to see this, this scene of many people laying around this pool. Some may be moaning. Some may be calling out. Some may be needing help. It's a, it's a sad scenario. And Jesus, as He comes walking along, He notices this individual. Why this one? I don't know. But He goes up and He has a conversation with him. And the question that he asked this man, I don't know if you picked it up. I don't know if you've wrestled with this. He's been there for a long time. And Jesus asked him the question, do you want to be healed? Now let that sink in. Do you want to be healed? Now, we would have probably... No. We probably think we would have said, what are you talking about, Jesus? Of course I want to be healed. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't have people bringing me here every day of my life hoping to, to be the first one in, you know, to roll over into the pool so that I could get healing if, if I didn't want to be healed. But I think Jesus knew something about this man that this man did not know about himself. Say that again? Okay, I will. I think Jesus knew something about this man 
that he did not know about himself. See, the question today is, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be well? Do you want to overcome? And it's a serious, it's a question that goes to our heart and soul. See, it doesn't matter if we're sitting in the pew this morning. I mean, that's a good start. Do you want to be made well? Now, notice what he does. He says to Jesus, well, you know, I do, but I can't be the first one in. And every time I, you know, I start moving in that direction, somebody else gets in there before me and I just can't do it. In other words, he begins to make excuses for himself. Let that sink in just a little bit. He starts making excuses. Here's 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 way that you and I would have thought it would have gone. Do you want to be well? Yes. I'm ready. But it says, do you want to be you want to be whole? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be made well? Well, you know. Not me, you know. My my family's not that smart. We don't we don't come from the right side of the track, you know. I just I just don't think I can do it. I'm I'm not sure that that would ever happen. I'm just not. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. Stay with me. On and on and on about reasons why he can't be healed. You see, tomorrow he'll be right back there at the same place if Jesus hadn't stepped in. And in his mind, telling, telling himself, well, yeah, I, I do want to be healed. Yeah, I, I, I do want healing. But instead, he's thinking about all the reasons why. Do you notice that in the story, Jesus does not even answer his excuses? Jesus just says to him, get up. Get up, take up your mat and walk. Now, I wonder, in my own mind, what that must have looked like. All his life, all that he has ever known is being an invalid. Can't walk, can't move around. Other people are going to need to help him get where he's going. right? And in his mind, he's been thinking of all the reasons why he probably will never be healed. And Jesus just says, after listening to him, right? Get up. He must have looked at Jesus Look to Jesus, at Jesus, as though Jesus were out of his mind. What do you mean, get up and walk? The two words that follow, what do you mean, get up and walk? I can't. Not me, I, I can't. In other words, I can't overcome this. I cannot be made whole. It's just who I am. And so this particular uh, infirmity became his identity. It's how he identified himself. Jesus doesn't want to listen to it. Is not going to listen to it. Now here's what you've got to understand. When Jesus says, get up, take up your mat and walk, he literally is saying... I want you to change your identity of who you are. 
You take all of your past, you pick it up, you roll it up, and you start moving in a different direction. Say, yes, that's what we want. We want to be able to pick up and turn and move in a different direction. But if Jesus had not intervened, I'm pretty sure he would never have changed. Go to the, uh, Jeff, if you would, move it on to the, uh, I, I want to give you three points. I want to show you something. So the question is, do we want to get well? Here's what it's going to take. Do you want to change? See, there are things in your life and in my life that we're thinking about. Things that, you know, it might be job related. It might be to my faith. It might be in family. It might be in relationships. It might be in regard to this particular congregation, whatever it is, school. Do you and I really want to change or to be changed or not? Listen, I can sit up here and ask this question all morning. There's only one person that can answer that question for yourself, and that's you. Do you believe it's possible? You believe that you and I can become what God has called us to be. That's the question Jesus asked him. Do you want to change? Do you want to be made well? Next thing. Okay. Will we stop making excuses? What is the reason... What, what is the reason why we can't overcome whatever it is that we need to overcome? What is the reason individually? What is the excuse for your family? You say, well, you know, again, we're just, we're just not like everybody else. We're just not as smart. We're just not as wealthy. You know, I just don't have the talent. I have this weakness. I have this defect. I've always been like this. It's just the way that it is. When are we going to stop making those excuses? You see, here's the deal. As, as much as we would love to read these particular gospel stories and Jesus comes along and goes, you're healed. And, and, we, and, we, and we often tend to read them that way. You're healed and they get up. And they... But listen, Jesus put it right back in his lap to begin with. Get up. Did you ever think in this story about what it must have been like for him to try to get up the first time? He's been an invalid for 38 years. I wonder what his, the muscles in his legs were like. Right? We, we have the term called atrophy. Use it or lose it. He probably didn't have very strong muscles, if any, in his legs. And Jesus doesn't come along and go, now look, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to perform a miracle on the muscles in your legs. And once those muscles become just real strong, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, then you can get up and... No, in the condition that he was in at that moment, Jesus said, get up. I would have to believe that it took him a while to struggle to get up. Okay, this is my interpretation. Just the way that I see it. That it took a while and it hurt. And he tried and he had to pull something. And he had to grind it out and it hurt. And he may have stumbled and he fell back down. And I think Jesus was probably just standing there. Come on, get up. Come on, get up. 
You know, Jesus, would you just go ahead and heal me? Would you just put me in a situation where I don't have to struggle, where I don't feel any pain, where it all just works out for me? And I think Jesus at times is saying, no, I want you to struggle through this situation. Because in the struggle, he was having to overcome every excuse that he's ever thought of in his life. Every reason why this won't work. And probably that was more difficult than the, than the muscles exerting all that energy and all of the strain was the mentally overcoming this. When are we going to stop making excuses? The third point. This one's a challenge. When am I going to take the action? What action are we going to take? What do we need to do? Now let, let me let me let me steer this now in the direction of group. Heartland Church of Christ is an incredibly gifted church. Could I get an amen on that? Incredibly, the middle section seems to believe that. <laughs> this church has potential to change. Kansas City around us, the Northland, and beyond. It's going to take, and, and, and I don't say this lightly, it's going to take every one of us using our gifts and talents and abilities in the kingdom of God to reach our full potential. It means... Everybody must find their place in ministry, in group, in community, in service. I want to tell you what I'm thinking about next week. I'm thinking about bringing up everybody that has a role in this church in service. So we can see. You'll be amazed. And it's not enough. Can I get an amen from the elders? We've got to have more. But I know if, for some of you, you're like me. I, 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 I can't. You know, I, 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 that's not me. I just, uh, I, I just, uh, I'll just stay on the four walls. I'll watch church go by. I'll watch life go by. I want you to plug in. We, wanna, we want you to hear us say to you, like Jesus said to this man, get up and walk. You can do it. We believe in you. Let me ask you this. By a show of hands, how many of you in here have gone through in your lifetime a challenge, a struggle, you've messed up, you've made mistakes, and, 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 and one time you may have thought, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to overcome that. How many of you would say, you know what? Okay, keep your hands up. Everybody now look around. I want you to look around. Right? My hand is up. Charlie's got two hands up. I agree. How many of you would say, you know, for me it was a struggle and a fight and I had to overcome excuses and reasons and I had to change some behavior and it was, it was a struggle, but you know what, I did it and I'm so glad because, because in doing so, God blessed me. How many of you would say, that's, that's me? Now, look around. 
All right, here's the third. How many of you now, having gone through, and I'm talking about the pain and the challenge and the struggle, and with the Lord's help now, you got back up and God blessed you. How many of you that have gone through that are willing to say, by a show of hands, I want to help others overcome the challenges that they're going through? How many of you would say that? Now, hold your hands up. I want everybody to look around. Church, that's called encouragement. And it's called, there is a place for you to find healing. Because quite often, quite often, not always, quite often, healing comes through Jesus in the form of believers. And we need each other to say, Look, brother, I love you. It's time to get up and walk. Look, sister, you're, you're more important to me than anything else. It's time to get up and walk and go and to move forward. So again, the question is, do you want to get well? Because we can all make excuses. I love the scene from Rocky. It's about Rocky 22, I think. I don't know how many Rocky movies there are. You've seen the scene where he is having a conversation with his son? Watch it. Make sure you crank the uh, audio. Okay. So you nervous about the fight? They're scared to death. You don't look scared? Well, you ain't supposed to. Then you don't have to do it. Yeah, well, I think I do. You know, living with you, it hasn't been easy. People see me, but they think of you. Now with all this going on, this is going to be worse than ever. It don't have to be. No, sure it does. Why? You got a lot going on, kid. Oh, well, my last name? That's the reason I got a decent job. That's the reason why people deal with me in the first place. Now I start to get a little ahead. I start to get a little something for myself. And this happens. Now I'm asking you as a favor. Not to go through with this, okay? This is only going to end up bad for you, and it's going to end up bad for me. You think I'm hurting you? Yeah, in a way you are. That's the last thing I ever wanted to do. I know that's not what you want to do, but that's just the way that it is. Don't you care what people think? Doesn't it bother you that, that people are making you out to be a joke, and that I'm going to be included in that? Do you think that's right? Do you? You ain't gonna believe this. But you used to fit right here. I'd hold you up to say to your mother, this kid's gonna be the best kid in the world. This kid's gonna be somebody better than anybody ever knew. And you grew up good and wonderful. It was great just watching. Every day was like a privilege. Then the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world, and you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame. Like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. 
Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what. No matter what happens. You're my son. You're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you're going to have a life. Don't forget to visit your mother. There are some sermons that only God can work through and on your heart. This is one of those days. It, it, it's amazing that in, in several of these videos and movies that a parent will talk to a child, right? And we, got, we call God our Father. Did you ever think to listen to a father speak to a son as God talking to you? That's how much he loves us. He created us. He wants us to flourish and to bless and to give. Right? It all begins with giving our life to Jesus. Jesus is the sole purpose of our existence here on this earth. If it weren't for Jesus, none of us would have life. But in those words of a father, I love you. I remember when I held you and you were this small. Right? That, that gets me. I remember when you were that small and you grew up to be good. And you went out after life. But then you start making excuses. And father has to say to child, it's time to stop making those excuses. That's what cowards do. That's not you. That's not and at times, that's what we need to hear. So church, I want to ask you, do you want to be healed? Get up, take up your mat, and walk. I want us to have a prayer together, and then afterwards we'll stand and sing the uh, song that has been chosen. At that time, if, if today's your day, 
You know, we might we might instead of saying pick up your mat and walk, we may say pick up your Bible and get to the front. Today's my day. Let us pray for you, encourage you. If you haven't started with Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, that's where we begin. To confess His name. To be immersed in the waters of baptism. Start like to come forth a new creation. And then, man, we get to work. And we grow and become and learn how to bless others. Church, do you want to be healed? Let's pray together. God, days like this are tough to hear, and yet it's an incredible blessing. So as as your children, as the body of Christ, we collectively confess, yes, we do want to be healed. We make the commitment to overcome our excuses and playing the role of victim. We're willing to change, to entrust our life to you completely. So, God, I pray for blessing. Thank you for your love, your patience, your goodness, your grace. Thank you for life. May we honor the life that we have by giving you all the honor and the glory and the credit by becoming what you created us. So we say we do want to be healed. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. One more thing. We're about to sing it. There's only one way you come. Just as I am. That's how we come. Let's stand and sing.